little short today. I gotta get this camera right. <laughs> That's better. All right. Good morning, good morning, wherever you are in the world. I uh, hope you're enjoying this gorgeous day. And today, I'm partnered here with Ace Haggerty, and we are going to talk about some good stuff, as usual. This is the Masculine Minute. Your co-host, Joshua Gillow. Today, Ace, I have a question for you. We're going to hop right into this. I know you just got back from running 10 miles with Zach. So now I know your legs are burning and it's better of let's uh, let's get right into this while you're still raw and ready. So that's right. I'm ready to go, man. I have not looked at the title yet, so I do not know what this question is. And uh, I'm excited because I I did see when I walked into your studio, that is it is a level three question. So yep. we are going to go very deep once again today. But like we do in life, it's all or nothing, baby. I don't know if we're ever going to go to the icebreaker or level ones. I mean, I looked in there. I'm like, we have to go to level three. And that's what he saw on the desk. He do you like side. He long just walks on the beach? That's right. <laughs> so, Ace, your question for today. All right, let's have it. What is the most painful thing you've ever been told? Oh, painful thing I have ever been told. Hmm. I would say the most painful thing that I have ever been told is the beginning of my origin story. And that was when my now ex-wife walked up to me and essentially said that she wanted to have a separation, to be separated. And that was the thing that sparked everything with Ace and the transformation, meeting you literally a few days after that. But at that time, and to this day, it has been the most painful thing I have ever heard or had someone say to me because my whole foundation was built upon my marriage. We had been together for 12 years. We had so many good times, good memories. And even though things weren't perfect, I was stuck in this pattern. And you know, it, she was the one that broke it. I wasn't going to be the one to break the pattern. It was too hard in my mind. It was too hard, too difficult to overcome. And I thank God every day that she had enough strength for both of us to say, Hey, enough is enough. This isn't working for me, but being on the receiving end of it, that was my rock bottom. That was my darkest night. And it really forced me to evaluate myself. And hindsight is 2020. I can say that was a turning point in my life. One of the biggest turning points for sure. But at the time, it crushed me. It really got down to my soul. And the reason why it did that is we all have this blueprint of our lives. We assign meanings. We tell ourselves stories. And we build up this whole image of ourselves, this character. I like to think of it almost like a movie character or a sitcom character. And a big part of my identity was my relationship with my ex-wife. We had been together, like I said, a dozen years. We had built a life together. We had two dogs, a house, our own businesses, and we were doing what we had wanted to do in life up to that point. And for somebody that you loved and sacrificed for so much 
to come to you and say, Hey, this isn't working. Like, not that this isn't working. We need to work on this, but if you don't fix this, we're going to get separated. Yeah. And so that ate to me at my core, that just ripped my blueprint of life apart. And looking back, like I said, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because thankfully she had enough strength to say enough is enough. And I can honestly say as of today, we have a great relationship. We're still friends. We still talk quite a bit. We dog swap from time to time. And I couldn't be happier with how things turned out. I know when people go through divorce and things like that, they can end up being mortal enemies. But the thing that my mentor told me that I will never forget, and this goes with anybody in any situation in any sort of relationship, whether it's marriage, business, friendships, he told me throughout the whole process that happened after that, that she is not the enemy because it's so easy to vilify people no matter who they are, because they have different values because they've hurt you or they've cheated you. And that's not to take anything away from things that have happened to people in reality. However, it's never about a war between flesh and blood. So he made it very clear that no matter how this turned out when I was working on my marriage, whether it worked out or not, no matter what, she is not the enemy. And that changed everything because if I had gone down that path that so many people unfortunately do where they vilify their spouse and go through a divorce, then we wouldn't have the relationship that we have today. I wouldn't be able to see one of the dogs, the dog that she took. She wouldn't be able to see the dog that I took. And so I am so grateful for everything that happened, but can't take away the feeling of her approaching me. I still remember that day like it was yesterday. I remember what I was wearing, what she was wearing. I remember where I was sitting, where she was. It's almost like one of those events, like 9-11. Everybody that's our age, older and somewhat younger, remembers exactly where they were on 9-11. And I will remember that day for the rest of my life. So I appreciate you sharing that, brother. That's a you know, it's a very powerful, intimate moment for you. And, you know, it's obviously not what you wanted to hear, right? But uh, you've made something of it. You've had a different uh, way to to package that, right? You could always say, oh, sucks to be her. I can't believe that bullshit. It's that stupid bitch's problem, blah, blah, blah. And like blame her for everything and become the victim. Or as you chose to do, you became the victor. And you look at yeah. the situation in a bigger plan and say, this is, she's not the enemy. We're just two people on different paths. And we need to respect that side because it's either that or it's hatred and hatred in your heart will only kill you. It's like, you know, it's like drinking a poison and hoping your, your adversary dies. It's just not how that works. You can't live with that kind of hatred in your heart. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And you know, what's the cool thing about this question, the most painful thing you've ever been told. There's a reason why it's the most painful thing you've ever been told. And if it is the most painful, that means there's the most opportunity in that and from out of this thank goodness i have people in my life men in my life that are able to guide me and help me through a time like that because it was the lowest point of my life Uh, aside from losing my parents like that was the lowest point of my life by far but out of it 
has come so much good writing my book, doing my podcast now, doing this podcast, meeting you, having a relationship with you that goes beyond any relationship I've ever had with any other man. Like we are freaking brothers till the end. Like so much good has sparked out of being told the worst, most painful thing of my life. And yeah, so what's, um, if you wouldn't mind, I'm, I'm going to turn this question around on you, Mr. Host. What's the most painful thing you have ever been told? Well, I first want to uh, ask the listeners out there to dig deep into their life and think about what is the most painful thing they've been told and what did they learn from it? Because there's always a lesson in everything unless you decide that there's no lesson in there, unless you just want to play the victim and say it's their fault, it's their problem, it's their vision of the world, whatever. And if you give them that power, then they will always have that. If you take your power back and say, you know what, I don't hate anybody. It's, it's just doesn't work that way. They were telling me something that uh, I remember I was just at an event a couple months ago and, uh, my partner in that event, he, you know, I had talked to him about what different things he asked, what we did in life. And I gave him like the list of different things I'm doing businesses and all that stuff. And he looked at me square in the eyes and he said, dude, you need to drop all that shit and focus on one thing. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm like, you don't know me. Like what's going on here? You don't know me. Why would you say that's the only thing he said? He was this calloused kind of guy. And he mm -hmm. said, you just need to get one focus. I used to have all of those things that I was looking at. And the problem was that I couldn't put my energy into any of it effectively. So I had to get focused and I had to, I had to, you know, shut businesses down. I had to get rid of relationships, all that stuff out of my life and get focused on what truly made a difference. He goes, and that changed my life. And we ended up not being partners because I was like, oh, I don't really want to talk to this guy. He's calloused. He's kind of a, a prick. And the next thing you know, that's been chewing on my mind. It's been chewing since he's been saying that. And that's not what my answer to this question is. But that reminded me of a time where I didn't want to, but I know he's right. That's why it bothers me. I know he's right. I know that at the, at the end of the day, that is the right path forward. But it, it's really tough to hear that when you don't want to hear that. So, um, so to answer your question more directly, what's the most painful thing that I've ever been told? Uh, when I'm thinking back about that, it has to be on my my journey here through the Tony Robbins world and through the UM world, where when I realized and was told by uh, one of the uh, facilitators at a UM event that I focused more on myself than my family. That'd be one of the most painful things that I had because I had the whole time thinking, you know what, I'm building these businesses and building this empire for my family, for my family, for my family. And at the end of the day, I realized that I was absolutely lying to myself, Ace. I was absolutely positively lying. It was all for me. And all the time that I was stealing from them to build these, these businesses and all that stuff was not in the drive to, to make sure they had a great life. It was to make sure I had the significance of doing it. And when I realized that was the truth, the God's honest, brutal truth, it broke me to my knees because I consider myself a family man who would go into war and die for my family, no doubt, in the drop of a hat. But I found that I was being misguided in my own mind, right? And when he called me out on that, it broke me. And I said, holy shit, do I need to make some changes? Holy shit, do I need to start refocusing? Do I need to make my priorities different? You know, because I'd be the first guy to be like, yeah, I've got work to do. I've got work to do. I've always got work to do. I'm so fucking self-important, right? I've got so much work to do. And my clients, you know, what would they think if I didn't get this work done? And, and if this didn't get done and timelines that I said I would, and what would my partner say and all this kind of stuff. And I was so worried about that that I was stealing from my kids. They'd sit there and be looking, let's go fishing. Let's go do this. Let's go. I don't got time. I'm too important. My work is too important. And when he said that, and we talked through this, I'm like, the only thing that makes a difference, if I'm sitting on my deathbed and I'm looking back, do I give a shit 
if I'm on time with a project or if I'm on time with uh, a certain deliverable? Am I, do I even care about that stuff? Or do I care about the time that I didn't spend with my kids? Do I care about my kids looking into my eyes and me knowing in my heart that I will live one regret into eternity because I focused only on myself and tried to bullshit myself to think that it was for them. Yep. So that shift has made all the difference in my life. That shift of saying no. That's why the four F's is so important. It's faith, family, fitness, and finance. I had to get that order right. I had all those pieces. I was working them every day, but the order was out. And I was focusing on finance first. Faith, family, and fitness were second, third, and fourth. And when I flipped that, it changed everything, Ace. Now I know exactly what I need to do at my time. I know exactly what's important. I know exactly what has to be done. Like this morning, you're like, hey, let's go for a run. You're exactly going to go for a run. And trust me, I want to go for a long run. It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, working out in difference. I want to go for this run. And I looked at my schedule. I'm like, no, faith, family, fitness. I need time to walk with my wife in the morning. That's the family component. My faith component right. is first off of the day. And I'm like, then it just doesn't fit because then my once I do my fitness, then I start my finance side. And that's actually starting right here, right? So I'm like, the time just doesn't work. It's not a no, it's just not right now. That's again, yes, management. It's following through on those four segments. They are the foundation for everything. So that's when you have to get real with yourself. But to go back to that, being told that when it was brought to me that way, and I was like, fuck you, what are you talking about? You don't know me. Again, same pattern, right? You don't know me. You don't know what's going on here. I'm not doing this for this. Just because I'm a achiever and you're not doesn't mean, like all the stories kept coming up, right? The same things, like there are all these, uh, these ways of, of justifying the decisions that are made, the focuses that are had. But when you realize that really at the end of the day, you're the one controlling all of those focuses and you can, uh, some things that push us, push our buttons or piss us off the reason why they do is because deep down you know there's some some figment of truth in there and it, it bothers the shit out of you so that bothered me like crazy and i said now it's time to switch now that i'm aware of this that i can you know because when it comes to that i found that you know family and and faith and finance and all these things fitness they all wind together like a finely braided rope like a really tightly braided rope right and sometimes you will have uh, more focus in one category, but making sure that the, you don't end up having the wrong amount of strands in each of those, those bands as you're making that braid, you know, to make sure you have a good strong rope called your life. Right. So, um, that was a big shocker for me. And that one broke me down and it did everything for my future. It's been almost two years now since I've had a conversation and everything has shifted because of it. But again, without clarity, we just don't know without somebody telling us something that we don't want to hear, we can't make a shift. So yep. be careful out there. If you ask yourself this question, you know, what is the most painful thing you've ever been told? And you sit back and you can't think deep. Cause I was thinking about this, getting on this, this podcast. I'm thinking like, man, I've got an amazing life. Like what is some painful things? And I'm like, oh, I have clients told me no, this kind of thing. Like basically I'm like, no, we got to go deeper than that. We got to get into the root of this. And that's where that situation, that experience is the one that I wanted to share because that one there profoundly shaped everything that'll happen from here to the day I die. Exactly. And I appreciate you sharing that. And for everybody listening, like Joshua was talking about, think about this question because in this question is so much opportunity, so much opportunity to grow, so much opportunity to change and be better. We've got a comment. I don't know if you can tell who this Facebook user is, uh, Joshua, but they had said that their ex told them they were pathetic, worthless, and would never amount to anything. And uh, whoever had sent that, I appreciate you opening up. Uh, I can't even imagine 
being told something like that that's just complete lack of love and support especially from somebody that you were with so my uh my heart goes out to you but something like that take a look what in your life had caused somebody to do that and why was it so painful for you that's that's the big question is it's not so much what somebody says or how they say it it's like why was that painful for you because this is an introspective thing you're obviously reacting because of a certain reason and like joshua said he got reactive for me i didn't get reactive i got passive i got sad i got i felt ashamed i felt shame and and worthlessness so when some when you think about this question think why it is affecting you so much because that in there lies the answer 100% brother you couldn't sit it better because it's if if you use that to feel hatred you use that kind of response or those words to feel hatred in your heart it will do that forever if you look at them and say where's the lesson you know problems are the gifts we grow from so it's like where's the lesson in this where's the lesson these are all lessons if we focus on them all being lessons and not truth like admittance of truth well, when when they told me that in in the group and it it shocked me because i'm thinking no you're wrong you're wrong it can't be true that's not who i am until i realized it was and then i said okay what do i learn from this i know what this feels like i know what ego feels like to live ego out all the time thinking and cloaking it in in the the the, the premise of of it being for the family you know, especially in business is something we can so quickly be be absorbed into. So make sure you're keeping them separate. Make sure you're being clear and, and honest with yourself. Because if that creeps in like it did for me and it was for years, um, it certainly did not serve my family. It uh, absolutely did the opposite for it. And you know what? If you ask the mace, they probably wouldn't even have known. They probably yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, he's a horrible dad. He's never around. You know, I've actually asked my kids and they're like, no, we didn't even notice anything because they just got used to that being the standard. But that's not the standard that I want for my family. That's not the standard I want for my relationship with my sons and my wife. And with that being the case and learning that, I said, now I've got to set a new standard and I've got to show up each and every day to make sure that I model what I want them to expect in a in a father. Preach on, so, brother. All right. It. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Let's wrap this thing up. And uh, everyone out there, ask yourself this question. Be honest, because you know what? There's a lot of truth lying in that pain. Man, that is the best teacher you could ever get. So peace out. See you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Until tomorrow.